It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matt Bruni, and joining me once again is Shay Dixon. And Shay, it is Monday, December 4th, and it is our first Portal Podcast of the year. How are you doing today? I'm all over the place. I've been tracking nonstop this morning. I've uh, I've got the uh, on three on. Let's just have a lot of notifications on, so yes. just to see what guys go, go which guys go in. And uh, for those that don't know, the NCAA transfer portal, first window for football has opened December 4th, Monday, when we're recording this at uh, 3.30 in the afternoon. As of 3.30 in the afternoon for the uh, portal across uh, FBS, Maddie B, 908 players have officially entered the portal. Well over 1,000 if you count guys who have just tweeted that they're entering their name and it hasn't processed yet. It usually takes a day or two. Uh, but only eight commitments, so less than um, less than a percent of uh, of them are actually committed somewhere. So it is going to be silly season, wild season, however you want to describe it. But they've got 30 days to enter. After that 30 days, you you don't have to commit anywhere yet, but you just have to be in the portal by then. So 30 day, the clock starts now. And as I said, 908 players have already entered by the time we get done with this podcast. I bet it will be over 9.50. So, um, Matty B, times are changing. Obviously, you could always transfer, but now with the ruling that you can transfer penalty-free without sitting out a year, it is uh, getting a little bit more and more jam-packed every year in the portal. Yeah, and um, I do think we have a lot more clarity this year about how things will go uh, just in general. Obviously the timetables of being like, all right, you have a month, 30 day window in December, and then you have to wait until what the 15 day window at after spring ball as your second opportunity. But then also just in general with the NCAA cracking down on these, you know, the two time transfers, there's no more in, you know, uncertainty in that regard. So everybody who's transferred is either a graduate transfer or, um, has hasn't transferred yet, so has, still has their um, one-time availability. Uh, I just th- it th- it feels like it's getting it is getting to that point where we're at nine hundred and eight. It's gonna get to over a thousand. It's gonna get probably close to two thousand pretty soon. I mean, it's just gonna keep going up and up and up. And uh, yeah, we'll see it. But we'll we're here to talk about obviously uh, what this means for LSU, what we're looking for from LSU, the players that are gonna are have already entered the portal from LSU, and uh, all that stuff, so we can just jump right into it. What do we have first up? Uh, well, let's talk about the um, – so far, like I said, at 3.30 on December 4th, the players who have entered the portal for LSU, four of them, Maddie B., um, and I'll break it down for you here with the names, and then you give me your reaction, and I'll follow up with mine. Running backs Armani Goodwin and Trey Bradford, cornerback LaTerrence Welsh, and then defensive lineman Bryce Langston. Your immediate reaction to hearing those four names? Yeah, I, th- I think LaTerrence Walsh is is probably the one that people had the most hope for. Well, I mean, Bryce Langton, Langston out of high school, obviously a lot of people uh, say Ed Orgeron was very high on him. Um, Armani Goodwin, obviously, 
was, I think, almost six yards per carry when he was on the field. We've talked about him, I think, on the last podcast. Uh, just couldn't quite stay healthy. LaTerrence Walsh was interesting because going into this year, and if you would have told me going into the year that all four you know, uh, transfer corners don't quite work out, I would have said LaTerrence Walsh was the obvious choice to kind of step into that role. It didn't really work out for him this year the way he had hoped. You know, JV and Toviano, I think, um, kind of passed him up. Ashton Stamps passed him up. Say Dryan moves out to the boundary. And he is one of the four that's in the mix. But that's after, you know, the four transfers had all gotten hurt or not played. So overall, you know, he's kind of buried in the rotation, in the depth chart. This is a guy who out of high school I was incredibly high on because of his junior tape and his sophomore tape specifically and then obviously he gets injured um has a couple uh, pretty bad uh, knee injuries uh, go late in his high school career he's still a four-star guy out of high school i think if those injuries don't happen i think he are talking about a real game changer at corner but uh yeah he leaves and he enters the portal so that's kind of my take on Terrence walsh um, I think a lot of this is natural attrition, which is what people forget happened with a team. Um, let me remind everyone that there were the days before the portal where it was transfer free or penalty free and um, to leave a school and go to another school, even in conference and not need a permission or anything. You could just do it and not have to sit out, but you could do it once. You were capped at signing 25 players a year, Matty B. Well, you're, over a 45 year span, you're carrying 100 to 125 players in. So you're not getting down to an 85 man scholarship limit by people graduating and going pro. Like you're not shedding 30, 40 guys that way. So there was always natural attrition. It's just what happened when you were looking for more playing time, you went somewhere else. I think what we're going to see LSU this portal season, largely, if not almost entirely, their portal entrance guys who are on the team that are leaving are guys that are wanting more playing time or guys that are wanting to go elsewhere and play more. I don't think we're getting in a C and, you know, for your LSU fans, knock on wood, but any guys where you're like jaw drop, like, like what he was like one of the top 10 players on the team or whatever. And now he's leaving and that's happening at a lot of schools. Obviously I don't think LSU is in one of those positions. They built the roster. Well, Guys know where they stack up. So at this stage in year three of the Kelly era, I think we're starting to see some guys leave who say, as you just noted with those guys, I'm either never never getting much playing time or in LaTerrence Welsh's case, it was he was the only returning scholarship corner. We thought, okay, he's he can battle these transfers. And when it all the dust settled, uh, Sage Ryan gets 620 snaps on the year at corner, as, as you said, um, a boundary guy. Zai Alexander, who only who started every game but then gets hurt after eight of the 12 games, he went over 400 snaps. Then whenever you've got him, Zai Alexander, hurt, um, obviously you'd still have Sage Ryan, but these freshmen, Ashton Stamps and JV and Tobiano, both move from safety and then at corner get 214 snaps for Stamps. Tobiano got 244 snaps. He finished the year as a starter. Jeremiah Hughes got 39 snaps at corner. And then LaTerrence Welsh under 100 snaps. So it was clear, obviously, that by the true freshman tripling him in stat in snaps, basically, that yeah. he was falling behind on the depth chart. Yes, it'd be nice to have him. I just think those injuries in high school, much like Armani Goodwin, who has Welsh has at least stayed healthy now. Goodwin's been injured in high school and injured in college, which is just a tough go at a running for a running back. But um the Welsh one, I guess, is the earliest 
I don't know if you'd say surprise because it's clear that he got passed up, but one that when you're trying to build corners, you'd like him to stick around, but you understand, hey, I'm going to go somewhere else and try to play. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned it, but if natural attrition for an LSU team is not the end of the world, it is not even close to a blip, really. It is just kind of what happens here. Now, it has to happen. Yeah, it has to happen. Um, and obviously you want to see players that were maybe highly touted, like I said, with the Terrence Welsh four-star guy two years ago. You know, you hope maybe eventually he turns the corner and stuff, but at this point you can't really you can't really keep banking on that. And it sounds maybe unfair, but you know, you have now freshmen that are coming in that are perhaps surpassing him, and you have to kind of roll with those guys. So that's just the way it goes. If if I mean, last year, DeMario Tolan, I think, was the only one that we said, oh, man, you know that you wish you would have kept him and whatnot. But if that's the worst case scenario from year to year, if you're LSU, that is an, it's going to be a net win by a substantial margin every single year. And like you said, I, I've i said this before, what, 98 percent of the teams in the country are taking are hoping just to break even in the portal, like honestly. And I think Ohio State as a top five program in the country really is in a position where they can pick and choose what they want to do with their roster, which is a, a huge luxury. I think I have 18. Let me see. One, two. I don't, I don't know what he's counting. 17 guys they signed uh, from the portal in Kelly's first year, 14 a year ago. So you're right. And I think that number is going to be a lot lower. We'll talk about that here in a bit. Um, I think it'll be under 10 that they take out of the portal. But if you can hit on half those guys, that's considered a success. And if that then, as any coach would say, if you have guys are entering the portal, you want to be replacing them with higher end talent that does have the chance to compete to start, that does have some promise to the field. So the point here for a team like LSU, uh, they're fortunate enough to be in that group of the upper echelon of college football where the portal is improving your team. It's not you losing guys and then getting lesser guys back. It's you with you facing natural attrition and then filling in some spots uh, across the board at, at kind of who you like and what you need. Yeah. It, it's, it's going to be interesting who else kind of, like you said, enters the portal. I don't know what that number will be this year, but um, I assume it to be what North of 10, something like that. Uh, well, we already have four, right? So, I mean, I think it's right. safe to say you get at least six, seven more in the portal just na- naturally. Yeah, I think it'll get um, a, a source I spoke with um, late last night said it will be above 10. Um, someone who would privy with the knowledge of the list. I don't know all the names, but above 10. And and also painted the picture that this is going to be largely natural attrition and no, like people every offseason, I think, freak out. Like, where's Harold Perkins going? Oh, no, did Deshaun Womack not play enough? And now he's going to go like, I've not heard anything about guys like that. It's. Yeah much more guys looking for playing time. We'll see if one or two sort of like surprises kind of, well, I can up, give you but... two right now. Uh, well, not two that are for sure, but I'm saying two that I'm, I'm you watch is obviously Deuce Chestnut and Denver Harris, like what their situation yeah. is, but they did just transfer to LSU. And now that the NCAA is cracking down on the two time transfer situation, you wonder how they're going to, how they're going to approach it this off season. Be like, all right, do I leave in city year? Like, and then come back. I mean, you're Denver Harris. You were a five-star guy, like all this stuff. Now you have two schools that haven't worked out. Deuce Chestnut, similar. I, I don't think he can be a grad transfer yet. No, he was only a sophomore when he got here. Yeah, so you have th- those two in particular who, you know, weren't weren't with the team for the last half of the season, or they were on scholarship but weren't practicing, you know, weren't doing all this stuff. 
you wonder how that works out for them or do they come back? Like I, I, I can't see, I, I certainly can't, see, can't see Chestnut coming back. I'd be surprised if Denver yeah. Harris was back. Yeah. I have heard that because I saw this with some basketball guys and now I see it's happening in the football. And I guess there's a lot of layers to the portal that we don't know about with these two time transfers and the rulings of yes and no, but there's a lot of levels that you can put into beyond academic or mental health or all these different things to where you could say, I want to move. If you're Deuce Chestnut, you can put in for something where it's like, I want to move back home. And I'm, yeah, he's from New Jersey. He was at Syracuse. He goes to LSU, doesn't work out. He wants to go back home somewhere. Um, and do they then clear him to do that? So, uh, his name as of 340 is not in the portal, but I'd be very, I'd be floored if he was on the team, considering he wasn't even on it this year, basically. Yeah. Um, and but that is something to keep in mind that those two are unique because they transferred in with expectations and they played and then they like weren't on the team and weren't playing in, in a weird way. But yes, remember, so many guys still on the team have already used their one transfer, they're not. And they're not graduated, so they can't go anywhere without sitting out. Yeah, and and that's why I, I said this before, but that's why it is a big deal for LSU to be more selective this year because you need to hit on a higher percentage than what you've hit on in the past, really, for the most part, especially this last one. But now if you're taking guys and they don't work out, like, you know, let's say Denver and Deuce stuck around or let's say they're going forward to where, like, you, you couldn't play them, like – you're essentially taking guys on that can't leave after you. You can't process them after one year for the most part. So that's why it becomes more important that, all right, we got to hit on these, these transfers because if not, then they were stuck with them just, and they can't really leave. Like we can't transfer them out the way we can with a freshman or right, freshman, correct. you know, guys we recruit. hundred percent. So it's going to be something to keep an eye on, but as of now, only four entered, we expect that number to be above 10, but again, mostly natural attrition. So uh, there won't be any major need. And we have not seen any major need across the past two years, even when Walker Howard left uh, quarterback to press a panic button and say, man, I can't believe that happened. Like, so these past two classes have not done, we haven't seen that quite yet. Um, a shout out uh, to game time. They are our sponsor here on the portal podcast today. Um, download the game time app and redeem the code tigers for 20 bucks off your first purchase terms apply Snag tickets without the stress with game time. You know that. That is their logo. That is their slogan. Excuse me. Um, it's simple. You just download the game. Get in the app store. Game time. One word. Create an account. Use the code TIGERS for 20 bucks off once, once you find whatever tickets you want. Um, again, create the account. At the end, just write in TIGERS. It gets you the 20 bucks off. Yes, LSU's football season only has one more game. You can get on there and look for Tickets to the bowl game in Tampa, if that's what you feel like doing. If not, there's Saints games. Uh, if you're here in Louisiana, there's plenty of concerts rolling through. Uh, the Pels are playing right now uh, a ton, um, home and away, obviously, in the midst of the NBA season. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy your tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Killer deals on last-minute tickets and best price guaranteed. Stop stressing over tickets. Start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Flash deals, last minute tickets. Um, I love the seat view. No matter which kind of ticket you click on, you'll see what the view would be like of the stage or the field or arena, whatever you're in. Uh, but they do have the lowest price guarantee. They have event cancellation protection on there, job loss protection, everything you would want. So um, killer deals on last minute tickets with that best price guarantee uh, is the way to go with game time. Um, Maddie B Christmas is coming up. So if any of you want to, 
get tickets for someone to anything. Like I said, comedy show, sporting event, theater, whatever it might be, no matter the city, game time has you covered and you'll get 20 bucks off uh, with the promo code tigers. All right, let's shift this. Maddie B, you did a story. Um, and now let's talk about what LSU needs from the portal. Okay. So you did a story today, uh, broke down what you thought or what you felt uh, were LSU's um, biggest transfer portal area needs. And uh, you can check out the story on the Bengal Tiger. It is only a dollar right now for the Bengal Tiger. It gets you access to all of our stuff, all of on three. And for 30 days for a buck, Maddie B, you get it carried through signing day. You get carried through the whole transfer portal period and you get carried through the bowl game and any coaching changes that happen. So I would say if there was ever a time to give the Bengal Tiger an on three a run, it's right now. A dollar, treat yourself, ask for it for a Christmas gift, whatever. It's one buck, but it gets you a month for that dollar. And in that month, there will be a ton happening. And uh, the board's always popping. It's popping today, so you won't regret yes. it. Yeah. Uh, but back to uh, back to what I was saying. Pay a dollar, read Matty B's transfer portal story. You actually went 10 deep here. I ranked uh, every every single position unit. You racked it. Okay. So uh, I will say this, uh, like I said, 10 deep now, and that makes more sense to me. Um, I was dumb enough the first time I read it that I just didn't even realize that. I was just kind of browsing through and it was like, nice. Um, but I do want to go um, to your top three. And in your top three, you put safety nickel. Then you had DT, defensive tackle. Then you add receiver. So I think people would read that first and say, should corner be on that list? Or it, do you have corners slid back to number four for a reason being that you really truly feel those three positions are more important? I think those three – so it, it's interesting because you look at each each situation and they're different uh, because some positions need one player, some positions need multiple players. Sure. Um, it's just kind of hard when you rank in that respect. Um, yeah, you can't rank quarterback and O-line the same. You might need yeah. five guys to one. Exactly. Um Safety to me it was an obvious number one in my opinion. I just think the safety play in, in general, and I, I like Ryan Yates, and I like you know potentially JV and Tovian or whatever whoever else you throw back there, um, uh, Kylan Jackson as well. Like those guys, I like, but you need SEC. We saw what they did with Joe Fusha and Greg Brooks and those caliber of players there. You need that type of um, haul in in my opinion. As safety, I thought that's number one by far. And then defensive tackle, it depends on Makai Wingo and uh Mason Smith, right? The decisions that they make. I think even if they stay, you still need someone to replace Jordan Jefferson. And uh wide receiver is unique because if we assume Kyron Lacey's back, then it's um you still need in my opinion a a number one receiver of sorts. Um, and you can go get that in the portal, right? We saw Florida State was able to get one. We saw um, a lot of different teams use the portal to get that receiver that they need. And I think LSU is in that situation now. Uh, but to answer the question head on, I think corner is tough because you have Zy Alexander and J.K. Johnson coming back. Now, do I like betting on players that just had season-ending injuries? No, but you also have Sage Ryan and Javion Toviano back. So you have those four names at the very least, and then you have Ashton Stamps back. So that's five players right there that I think obviously played, or I mean, all but J.K. Johnson played last year, significant role. But that's five names that you're like, all right, 
I need to see how they work out. I do think you should take one. I had them number four in the rankings. I think you should take one. But if you take two or three again, then it kind of becomes in the same situation you were in last year where, all right, we got like nine corners. Who's starting? And ultimately, with Toviano and Stamps having another year, I think I expect them to be competitive. Um, I think Ryan showed improvement. Like, I don't love the room, but it's not like I'm banging on the wall saying, all right, you need to go find a Finchroll Cypress from last year, right, that went and played at Florida State. Like, if you can get that, then yes, it's a win. But I don't think they should be reaching for questionable, you know, maybe guys on the fringe uh, at corner. I've heard that they're going to take between five and ten portal additions. Um, and that's what Brian Kelly said he wanted it under yeah. ten. Um, obviously, I think a lot of the positions here we've talked about already are going to be addressed and more. Uh, but I'm with you that they and I've heard that from many sources who are close to LSU's portal um talks and how they're viewing everything is so they have to be selective it's yeah. got to be guys that are helping out the team uh the first two years they were so far from 85 man scholarship limit you could take anybody it didn't really matter if half of yeah. them hit great um especially as you noted earlier if they were older guys that were going to get out of the program anyways didn't really matter take a swing at them they come in if they don't work out they're gone off they're off the roster anyhow um I do want to say, too, before we move on, and I'll start sharing some names and we get some thoughts here of guys, I think, and, and know they're already targeting. Um, but you had running back at five. I think me and you could disagree on this one. And Perfect. you said the biggest domino is Logan Diggs, which I agree, running starting running back if he goes pro or not. I think even if Logan goes pro, as long as Josh Williams uses his COVID year, that they're fine. This was, yeah, this was the debate. This was, some people said this in the portal, too. Also, I don't know. You saw it, but check, if you want to check your phone, Billy's blowing up our phone right now. Um, so just a heads up there. But um, this is this is where some people on our board agreed with you. Like this is if Williams comes back, you have then Josh Williams, Caleb Jackson, Trey Holly, um, and uh, am I forgetting one? Oh, and then Caden Durham. Obviously, you add to the room. So that's the nucleus. If Diggs is gone, my my question is, I'm okay with that if. Caleb Jackson is ready to be um, a major, major contributor, which he, he could be and very well should be, I think, going into year two. But I, I'm i not looking at Josh Williams and saying, all right, that's the guy I want to get 50% of my carries. I, I He's a great guy. He was uh, effective two years ago. He was effective you know, when he got his 40 carries this year. I think we saw the difference between Josh Williams and Logan Diggs this year and if i'm lsu and logan diggs leaves i'm looking to replace logan diggs specifically so that way i have a one-two punch of diggs and jackson personally like i again josh williams does a lot of things well i think there's a difference between josh williams and caleb jackson and logan diggs so that's why i would still want a running back um but i i can understand like that might be being what's the word i'm like, greedy that might be being greedy so maybe you can drop them a little bit we um we have some breaking news into the pod and it is a uh at your number one position of need. Yes. Texas AM safety and Baton Rouge native, U High graduate Jarden Gilbert, who had an offer from LSU out of high school, has entered the transfer portal. He had started for AM this year, then got hurt. Um, Maddie B, when we get off the pod, I will be putting in my on three RPM prediction for him to land at LSU. I think that this is one where they get him back home to Baton Rouge, works out for him, works out for 
LSU. And for me, I thought they should have taken him out of high school. This is the chance to right that wrong. And if it works out, this is just what you talked about. A Greg Brooks, Fush, someone who's played at another SEC school, is from Louisiana, who's got talent that can come and not skip a beat and put him right on the field. Yeah, this is this is um, and obviously this will be up, you know, whenever 430 or so. And this will move quickly. Guy from U, uh, University Lab, A&M, we know the talent that they've gotten from Louisiana the past couple of years. You bring him home. I think this is the type of guy where you're like, all right, whether Major Burns stays or goes, you know, whether you trust the the freshman um, that are in the room right now or not, this is a guy who can step in and start and be that playmaker that you need in the back end that they didn't have, a, it, to be frank. Like Andre Stamp and Major Burns did their best. They communicate well. Like they, they did a lot of things okay, but they ultimately were not up to the standard that LSU has at safety. And this is a step forward. This is where you are selective, and this is your reaching for a guy that can immediately step in and play start and be a playmaker in the back end because this defense just needs playmakers bottom line and gilbert is is one of those 100 so uh that would be one that fits your number one on the list uh right there and we'll see if major burns comes back because he does have eligibility even though he took part in senior night yeah um i guess that would affect the numbers and safety and kind of what you want to do there uh obviously just because he has given you a lot of starting reps but they're going to want more guys i won't be surprised if they take multiple safeties with Jordan Gilbert being one of them. You go to number, well, I'll, I'll go, I'll jump to number three on your list wide receiver. Um, and I think I'll combine it here in two ways. One Vanderbilt wide receiver, Will Shepard entered the portal. He has been one of the better receivers in the sec during his time at Vanderbilt. He is from Louisiana from the North shore and LSU uh, is certainly evaluating him. They have not offered yet, but he's a guy to keep a very close watch on. Um, but another guy I think who I'm monitoring to hit the portal again, we are what, recording this. It's 3.52 p.m. Central Time on December 4th. Jordan Gilbert just went in. It is not going to shock me if Mississippi State Savion Thomas goes in. He prepped at John Errett. He was a back-to-back 1,000-yard receiver. But really notably, he's a really great punt returner and kick returner. He's returned already at Mississippi State. Touchdowns in the punt and kick game. He's been a top-five punt returner in the SEC the past two seasons and his only two seasons of college and he's done it a lot. So like, I know that like, this time last year we talked about Aaron Anderson taking over as a punt return guy and, you know, they wouldn't have to use Greg Clayton just to fair catch it all. And, you know, Anderson was so great in high school at it, but he went out there, he fumbled it and they didn't give him another shot. And really with the number one offense in America, they just let Greg Clayton fair catch the football, give it to the number one offense. They scored. Yeah. You're not going to have that luxury again. So Xavion Thomas fits the role of one of the best return men in the country. And then on a Mississippi State offense this year, Matty B, that let's be real, sucked. They were yeah. 13th out of 14th in the SEC. This was not your Mike Leach offense, and it certainly won't be your Levy offense. He still put up five. I mean, they averaged 180 yards a game passing. He went over 500 yards receiving. So he's a guy I think you can plug in at receiver and immediately in the return game. So Watch for him. He has not said what his intentions are yet, but remember, he entered the portal a year ago, withdrew his name. Now they've had a coaching change. Does he go back in? If he does, I fully expect him uh, to end up at LSU. That would be another big addition in my mind. 
it's it's incredible separate uh, separate point of just how many louisiana receivers there are obviously but just louisiana players in general um that are just incredibly talented that have done great things in college so far Xavier thomas like you said 511 receiver um just finished his um second year of college i think this would be i think you take between what do we know the Xavier Thomas, Jamori Macklin from North Texas, and Will Shepard from Vanderbilt. Between those three, I don't know how you know how many you take, but Thomas to me is if he enters the portal and he, I think you, I think it's a clear cut like you need him at that point. Um, go get him. Like you said, Will Shepard has not been offered yet. Jamori Macklin has been offered. Maybe go get one of those two, and I think you're set at receiver at that point. Um, take two receivers that, like you said, I had them number three on my list and that's not a slight to the freshman class which i think is good you know samson and parker and brown and all those guys but you need bona fide playmakers when you have garrett nussmeyer stepping in and you need uh you have the offensive line that you have like you have all the other pieces in place you just need to replace two first round nfl receivers which is a lot but uh you have to be aggressive in this uh front well and i think too you're right um Look, I don't expect Brian Thomas to be back. He's getting mocked in the first round. But I have heard very good things on Kyron Lacey coming back. And those are the NFL battles you've got to win. You you know, a kid who could go in the third or fourth round maybe and say he's got some upside. Look, he's going to – he continues to get better. A team will take a shot at him. He's a great athlete, big kid. But you could be – a you know, he's not a day one guy. He may not be a day two. So you convince him to come back and be your wide receiver one be one of your top two receivers on the team, whatever it is. Then if you can add, like you said, if a guy like Xavier Thomas goes in, you have him, Aaron Anderson, Chris Hilton. Let's see what these young guys like Shelton Sampson and them can do. So they've got receivers. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if they took two, especially if one of them is a Thomas kind of return role specialist. Um, If another big guy pops up, because let's be real here. When, and look, I can just make it about Louisiana guys. I've said it on the podcast before. Trey Harris leaves. He was Malik Neighbors' high school quarterback. He leaves La Tech, and he, LSU doesn't offer him. He, go, he transfers to Ole Miss. In that game, he put up 153 and a touchdown, the winning touchdown. LSU lost by six in a game that they put up 600 yards and 50 points. You would have liked to have him on your team that day. To make matters worse, LSU lost that FSU game by 21 in week one. Keon Coleman had nine for 122 and three. That's 21 points right there by a guy from Louisiana that is right down the road that you didn't go after in high school and were trying to get in the portal. And he said, nope, I'm going to Florida State. So Louisiana guys bringing them back always makes sense to me. I, they're never short on talent at receiver in Louisiana. Let's see how it unfolds. But um, certainly big news uh, there breaking with Jordan Gilbert uh, entering the portal. Like I said, I will have my on three RPM pick on LSU as soon as he is marked as a transfer. Yeah. The the question I have, which I think maybe some people could ask, is if you take Thomas and let's say a second receiver, Shepard or Macklin or whoever, uh, which I don't think Macklin would, would be a fast, like they wouldn't add him in the next like week or anything. But um if you did take two receivers and then a, a Keon Coleman opens up or something, not not him specifically, but if that t- level of player opens up. You know, then are you handcuffed to a degree? And that's that's going to be an interesting situation to monitor. I think you just get Thomas in and then you evaluate the rest kind of from there. Uh, like you said, they haven't offered Shepard yet. Um, I think this will be something we'll figure out in the next like week or so how they approach the receiver position. But um, it's definitely one they're, they're going to be aggressive on. So I, I 
I think it's going to be interesting to watch that one. And then safety, you already have Gilbert in. I think you go get another one. If you don't I be agree. Bashful, don't be bashful. I think, yeah, I think they could end up with another safety regardless of what Major Burns does. Yeah, and then you have to wait and see. You're, you want, you know, you have to wait and see what Wingo and Smith are doing. Um, like you mentioned, those those draft battles that you want to win. Uh, we'll see where Wingo, you know, how he is projected in the draft moving forward, come off that injury. And then uh, obviously Mason Smith, same thing. So all of that is fluid. Um, I think cornerback isn't really fluid. Like you don't have anything, any question marks there. You know what you have. Same thing with receiver. You know what you have. So those are two positions where I think they can move. Uh, relatively quickly same thing with safety uh running back you wait on logan Diggs, and then quarterback is you know what it is as well so those were the six where i could see them taking a player or two outside of that like did you think any of the bottom four that i had you think they should take um a player at i have defense slash outside linebacker quarterbacks one we've talked about already on the podcast and a lot of the mailbags it's like do you need an insurance policy to Nussmeyer because Ricky Collins has only played in one game ever and he threw two passes so and that's he's a true freshman that's expected playing behind the Heisman winner and a backup quarterback who's capable of playing anywhere so do you need any sort of insurance policy to Nuss do you I don't think they're going out and out over recruiting Nuss but I'm not ruling anything out the portal era but do you need a backup to him? I could see that being something they obviously entertain. D end outside linebacker, I think they're okay at, but guys like that always pop up. Yeah. Um, linebacker would be interesting. I haven't heard any names. I think they're oh line. You can all it's just when you have like 13, 14 guys in the room, like some are graduating, a few are gonna hit the portal. You know, if guys aren't playing, they'll hit the portal. You take a guy like Mason Lunsford a year ago, he never played, but he was an insurance policy, you know, yeah. so there's a chance as long as Dellinger is not going pro or Miles Frazier that everybody in Charles Turner, I guess that everybody could be back again next year. And even if Charles Turner's not in the picture, they want DJ Chester to be the center. So yeah. it's almost like, and you've got to work Zaylon's hurt into the lineup at some point. So their starting five is kind of like, or at least they've got an excellent kind of five, six, seven that they can yeah. work with. I don't rank that super high on my list beyond depth. Uh, and then tight end, I'm I'm whatever on. I think they're okay there as long as if Mago- like if a young kid like McGohan entered the portal, maybe you're low on numbers or, you know, but you just got Gilbreth, he sticks around. You're bringing in Trey Dez, the number one tight end in the country. Um, I think they'll be fine. Mason will be in his third year, which he's obviously developed a lot as a blocker, and that's been really good. Um, beyond – Look, I knew that Jordan Gilbert was a name to watch. I believe that Xavier Thomas at State is a name to watch. And then Jair Brown is a guy out of Ohio State who lived in New Orleans for a brief time, moved back to Ohio, went to Ohio State. He played a ton last year, played really well. This year gets beat out by Jermaine Matthews, who is a five-star top corner in the country. And I saw him in person at LSU camp two years ago. He was, he was awesome. So no slouch in that. He's hit the portal. I've heard LSU buzz there, so that could be a corner um, that you get, but maybe you take multiples. Uh, that is at least one who's already in the portal that I know they're looking at um, and has got connections uh, to Louisiana. So he'll be a guy to watch. Uh, really beyond that right now, it's t- I mean, we can keep speculating on guys. Uh, look, Cyrus Allen at La Tech, if they really want to dive deep into the portal, is a guy who played really well. I mean, he's had over 1,200 yards in only two years at La Tech coming out of 
New Orleans at Landry Walker. I think more A&M guys are going to enter the portal, which will mm-hmm. be something to watch because LSU recruited a lot of the guys out of high school. Some of them are from Louisiana, yep. like a Jordan Gilbert. Um, but I think that about, for me at least, right out of the gates, I'm watching Jordan Gilbert and Jair Brown, and now both of them are – Jair Brown's in the portal. Jordan Gilbert has announced he's entering the portal, so he'll show up in the next day or two. And then I would keep an eye on Xavier Thomas. Those are the first three I'm looking at. And we'll see how it continues to build from there. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything else to add. I think this is a um, – we are a day into the portal almost. It opened at 11 p.m. last night, Central Time. And here we are at 4 p.m. now uh, recapping the first however many hours, 17 hours of the portal. Uh, I do think we'll, we'll be back later in the week, Thursday or Friday. Um, heck, who knows? If there's breaking news, maybe we'll jump on earlier than that. But – like I, I think we're we have a good grasp on where LSU is as far as who they could lose, who they could get. Like nothing, I don't anticipate any major surprises one way or the other. So, and that's good. That's good because a lot of teams, like I said, in the country are facing some uh, surprises that uh, they're not too happy with. So, um, yeah. Anything else? Well, I guess uh, we'll see where the week takes us. Again, um, guys will enter. I expect it to be a lot of natural attrition. Um, and know this, every guy out there who enters a portal, not at LSU, at a position of need, they're usually going to do some very real deal, uh, due diligence with. Like they want to bring even Macklin, who's one coming out of North Texas, one of the top transfer receivers in the country right now on the portal. They want to bring him to campus because they didn't recruit him out of high school. They want to spend some time around him. Let him meet Brian Kelly, all that before you really decide, are we put, like, what are we doing here? Are we going to push and try to get this done or are we going to recruit somebody else? So a lot of that, like even a guy like a Jordan Gilbert, like once he's in the portal, that can happen quickly because there's multiple staff members here who recruited him in high school. He's from Baton Rouge. They, he went to U high. They already know the coach. They know who yep. he is as a kid. They know who he is as a player. Things like that can happen quickly. When you're talking about out of state kids, it can be a slower process. And I'll also mention they're doing in-home visits right now with commitments and remaining targets at the high school level. They still have to convince a lot of these kids who are thinking about going pro to come back. So you're balancing a lot with the portal and knowing that they're going to take fewer than 10 guys is the goal in the portal. They want to be very, very kind of slow approach, know what you're targeting, know who you're after. And this is, this isn't tampering. This goes around everywhere. Like everyone around Baton Rouge, the buzz had been that Jordan Gilbert was going to enter the portal because he gets back. I mean, he talks to old teammates or whatever it is, and it spreads. And these coaches have a feel at every school for what guys will go in. So you've already got it in your head of, well, hey, if this kid and this kid and this kid does enter, we've already done our research. We like him. Maybe we bring him in for a visit, whatever it is. Then we try to close it. I don't think there's going to be a ton of surprises out there like there were the past couple of seasons where they were taking guys and we didn't know who Braden Swinson was or mm-hmm. Parrish Shand or, you know, yep. these guys from the West Coast where we're like, okay, let's Google them and watch their film and Deuce Chestnut and all that. I think it'll be a lot more familiar faces. Yeah, that's a great point. That's, that was very uh, well-worded and well-explained. Um, so, yeah, that's all we got for you all today. Hope you all enjoyed uh, the episode um, got y'all some breaking news on here and uh, a lot of insight. So, uh, we'll, like I said, we'll be back 
Thursday, Friday, somewhere in that range uh, with another portal podcast to kind of, I think we'll have a lot more clarity in the next five days just on what's happening and the big picture of outlook of things. So uh, stay tuned for that as well. And then uh, Shay and Billy obviously do their recruiting pod every week, which is uh, amazing. And y'all should tune into that as well. And yeah, uh, leave us a like, comment, share, subscribe on the YouTube channel. Uh, if you're listening on the audio side, leave us a five-star rating and review, Apple, Spotify, all that stuff. We thank you all for joining us and we will talk to you all later. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.